The Yai's Racing to the Finish Line. We are midway September and on this Friday we are glad you're with us as we bring you another episode in our Meet the CEO series. Natalie Ndagire, CEO Forever Media, talks about failing in business, being a jack of all trades and why creative women need spaces that are devoid of harassment. She also talks about transition and why learning is a continuous process. From over a thousand cities and 126 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Meet the CEO is brought to you by Digital Africa, helping African solutions emerge. Who is Natalie Ndagire? Nat- I'm Catherine Ndagire, Natalie, Natalia. I am a video editor. I also do camera work. I love music. I love music so much. And um, I'm also an entrepreneur. Yes, I'm a mother. And hopefully I'll be a wife. <laughs> Talk to us about Forever Media and why you set it up. Um, initially, I was a minister of the gospel and I used to sing in the church. So um, I had a couple of challenges as a gospel artist. And I decided, you know, uh, to 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 set up a studio where I felt like women would come and be safe without fear of harass from producers, yes, and uh, writers and people in the creative industry. So I set it up with an audio production studio, which is called Bulletproof Records. And uh, after creating Bulletproof, there was the there was a void for the visual because we would get artists who come to do the audio and then they have questions on who's going to do the video. So the video pushed me to incorporate um, a, vi- a video company and the video company uh, happened to be Forever Media. So Forever Media is like an umbrella and Bulletproof is in there. So these two serve the need for the audio and the visual. That was my inspiration. Your music creative, what was the transition to entrepreneur like and what were your biggest fears? Well, I come from a family that is very business minded and that's mostly my mother's, my maternal side. Yes, I've ventured into very many different businesses that have failed. I've ventured into saloon. I've tried to do a restaurant. I've tried to do a mini drinking space, a.k.a. bar. <laughs> I've done a lot of businesses that have failed. I've tried to uh, work with bar people. I am passionate about playing pool, pool table. Yes, yeah, so I've also had a business of pool table games, yeah? Now, I've learned a lot of lessons. I've failed at many of these businesses. And um, just uh, at this point where I am right now, I think this is it. I'm done trying, but as a person or a woman with a business acumen, I do not plan on stopping there because I also believe the average rich person has at least seven sources of income. So the fact that the other ones have failed does, will not stop me from trying again. Yes, I have, we have Forever Media now. I have a great team, uh, but... I will not stop at it if I get an idea of starting up a chapati stand or buying a stall in the market whereby I'm going to be selling or selling a matoke or any product uh, to a consumer. So I have a nose that smells money. 
And I think that is uh, my driving force. I can never stop. Uh, though right now I'll focus on one particular business as a goal. And right now all my priorities are on forever media, but I still look around for what other opportunities are there. But uh, the transition was quite very difficult because, you know, where you have to leave a place that's giving you a salary and you have to venture into uh, starting up a business and you're not sure of how it's going to turn up. I'm a mother. I have bills to pay. I haven't built my own house. So I'm renting. I have to take my child to school and then I have basic needs. Yeah. And I have also a mother, my mother, who I'm taking care of. So it is very scary. Um, if I could give you a visual, uh, if I could give you, if I could give you a visual picture of what it feels like to me, I feel like I'm seated on top of a lion. And once I fall down, it's going to eat me up. That's how I feel. So every single day, I'm just uh, reminding myself to keep going. There's no option of quitting. I mean, the exit route is locked and sealed. There is no way out for me. So I just have to keep showing up. That comes from a place of knowing that you do not have any other source of income. But also life, life alone keeps pushing you. I mean, uh, we want to live purposeful lives. And I'm thinking when I die, I do not want to be forgotten. Yeah, I do not want to be forgotten. So I'm always thinking, how am I going to leave a print behind when I'm gone? What are they going to remember me by? And that fear of being forgotten is also one of those factors that help me to keep moving. And I fear to fail. Hmm? I know people are watching and I know there's many people are saying, ah, she's a woman. Ah, she has tried a lot of things. Ah, master of all trades. Uh, uh, how do they call it? Uh, that one. Master of none and uh, something of all trades. Um, so I know there's many people who are watching me. Many people who feel like I'm lying to myself. I cannot do this. Those ones also help me. They, they are few well. Yeah. They also help me to keep going. There is many factors, many scary things, many challenges that I can tell you. I can't count them, but I can just tell you all these things combined. They put fuel. They, they give me the fuel. They give me the zeal. They give me the energy. They motivate me. I sleep down and I'm turning and I'm thinking, okay, if I fail to do this, and then I know uh, I also have a team I'm working with and we've come together to build many different ideas and they are all looking up to you as an individual. So you cannot afford to let them down because at the end of the day, these are also family people. They have people looking up to them and their hope is in them. And these people's hope is also in me together as a team. We have hope in each other. So when you think about being the reason as to why everyone else is going to fail, I mean, you cannot afford to make basic decisions. You cannot afford to Make the same decisions as people who are not in your place. So I sleep less. I'm always looking for ways of learning new things because I've learned some things myself. I haven't gone to school for everything I know. Yes. But um, the fact that I, I, I am very ambitious and I love information. I, I love to learn. So all these things combined together, they help me 
to go through this transition. And I cannot tell you I am where I want to be. I'm always transitioning every single day. I'm learning something new. And um, all of this helps me to stay grounded because I know that tomorrow is bringing something new, something new, something different, and it's definitely going to shape me in a different way. And I'm going to be more resilient and uh, stronger and uh, more believable. So, yes, that transition is not easy, but um, I could say it's definitely worth it. What are some of the biggest milestones with Forever Media? Well, the first step uh, being, for now, is still an online TV. But um, the first time I feel like I'm, we are doing something right is when you get a phone call and someone's talking about uh, the work you've done has brought me to you. Can you do this for me? And then they attach a price to it. It is very satisfying when you get those kind of phone calls. But for us to get to this uh, point where people can even see us and even look for us, um, we built that channel from zero subscribers. And then we started by, okay, the first thing was registering the company. Registering the company, that channel had nothing on it. And when we did uh, the registration, then started moving through different people's offices. I can do videography. I can do this and that. And people would never believe it because, you know, you're just talking. And you're talking about, uh, I'm a video creator. I mean, I'm a filmmaker. But you have nothing to show for it. So after moving and getting many rejections, I went back to the drawing board and we were like, you know what? We need to create something that is going to support our claims because in that moment they are claims. So we started creating content, but as we were creating different content, it was all in-house and on zero budget, entirely on passion and skill. Now, uh, getting the first 100 subscribers, you know that one is first within your friends, close family, getting people's phones and using them to subscribe. The day we hit 1,000 subscribers, I felt so good. I felt like, okay, this is evidence of hard work. Now, when we got to those 1,000 subscribers, the first job we got, okay, it, uh, the first job we got was a documentary uh, that talks about the lived realities of queer women in Uganda. That's the first project that was funded. Very little money, but it was better than the zero-budget uh, projects we were doing. So that was also, it felt like, um, it felt good. It felt good because I managed to pay a few bills with that money and also to do the project. Now, the first job I can say this was it. Last year, we covered a documentary of KCB Bank. We pitched to KCB. There is a lot of requirements we weren't meeting, but we found ways. We filed our returns and everything was on zero, zero. We had never got money on our accounts. Now, KCB trusted us to do their documentary when they were making 15 years. So KCB at 15 years. That's the first job where we got money and it was on our accounts. The first uh, project was a partnership. And we got it not uh, because they knew us, but because we partnered with some of their grantees. Now, this one was entirely ours. We had total control over how we use these funds. And then we had to make sure we deliver so that we stay in good books with KCB as a client. 
you should have seen me walk to the bank to pick the first 10 million from the bank. And that was a portion of the money that was supposed to start the work. I almost called uh, these patrol cars for security. I'm telling you, I was so excited. And then my whole team was seated back at the office and everyone kept calling me. I mean, you're like two minutes late. Are you okay? Has someone kidnapped you on the way? Everyone was so eager to have a real budget to work with. This taught us a lot, given we've been in places where we have the idea, but we do not have anyone to fund it. So... This was uh, for us a milestone and we can, we can never forget this particular client because our CV also uh, gets heavier when we talk about uh, the work we've done. And some of these clients, they, they honestly make it easy for the other people to trust us. So we value every client. We value every client, but there's those clients who who we can who we look at in a very different way because they were the, they were the first people we could say to believe in us and they did not ask us for too much we just had to meet the requirements so this also gives us a lot of hope where we know if this particular person trusted us then another who's even heavier or stronger or bigger than this uh this particular one could also trust us. So it helps us to build our confidence in ourselves. And also it helps us to keep doing what we are doing because we know that opportunity meets the prepared. So it keeps us prepared. Are there changes in your industry that you'd like to see? Some of the changes or the main change I would love to see in the industry. As a woman, I'm definitely going to speak for the women. I would love to see more women in this industry because, you know, some of these industries are male-dominated, yes? And many times you find that in the field, the people I work with mostly are men. So we would love to create more opportunities and level the ground for other girls, other girls who want to come and say, uh, be taking up these roles as camera women, as video editors, as cable runners, even in the media, media industry. I mean, there's a lot that we can do. And um, I would also pray and wish for people in this field to work together. There is a lot of uh, division for different reasons, but I would love to see filmmakers collaborate a lot more. I would love to see us build each other in ways instead of fighting each other. I would love to see more collaborations within uh, the industry. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Um, in the f- next uh, five years, I would love to see Natalie more knowledgeable. I believe learning never ends. I want to learn more. I want to know everything, everything there is. I want to go to places where they are teaching things I may never find here. I want to travel and go to different film schools to learn different ways of editing because what I know may be basic, but there's a lot more out there. So I would love to be more equipped um, and I would also love to to have more papers, more papers to show yeah, for the work I'm doing. And also I would love to be financially independent and it would be very nice to get that money from the work I'm doing. Is there a growth expansion plan for Forever Media? I've been talking about Forever Media, but the, our name, the name for Forever Media that is uh, incorporated is Forever Media Africa Limited. 
Yes. So this entirely shows that the scope is not limited within Uganda or East Africa. So we plan to go uh, to go further and take the brand the brand further. We want to collaborate with more filmmakers, not only in Uganda, but we want to cross over to West Africa. We want to be able to recruit uh, or employ people, women and men. <laughs> women and men from all over Africa. And then forever could just be, uh, this could be the main branch, but we do not have a problem expanding and uh, setting up a shop in different uh, places in Africa. And uh, this would also, with Forever Media, would love to have an academy where we are going to train and also enhance skills of different people under that particular academy. That's the dream. Oh, and also, yes, it's Forever Media TV online. We hope for Forever Media to be a TV. We are the next big thing. So it will be a TV, a physical TV, live alone online. Those are the dreams for Forever. And what would the right funding mean for Forever Media? The right kind of funding, first and foremost, uh, would be able to get us um, up- updated equipment, Yes, we are working with uh, very few, very little equipment. And also there's a lot of equipment out there. The market is very competitive and we see the productions that are being put out. You can tell the the quality is very is way up there. So we want to be able to compete on the market by also being able to produce high quality, good quality TV productions, yeah? We want to be able to tell stories, but in very good, with uh, good quality um, equipment. So the first thing we would love to do is to purchase more equipment so that we are able, because we have a lot of stories on paper that we would love to give life to by creating audio visuals. And uh, you know that these go further than just something on script. So we would love to create uh, more film, but it would start with getting the necessary equipment. And also um, we would love to fund that academy to share the skills that we have and be able to give people legal documents to be um, documents that are accepted wherever they may go as an academy, to be recognized as an academy. Um not forgetting, um, oh, we, we would also love to be able to employ because the people we are using are young and very passionate, but we cannot afford to pay them. I mean, we cannot retain them. We need to be able to retain our employees so that they are not jumping all over because for now, they work when there is work. When uh, Most times we do not pay unless we have a client who's actually paying. So we pay them, but we do not hold them. They are free to go wherever they want because they need to survive. So we need to be able to support our teammates and also our interns because we have interns who come in di- at different times. We need to be able to do more for them and equip them with the skill that they need, but at the same time be able to enable them to sustain themselves with salaries. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you.
The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index firm to close at about 1.4% higher at an over one week high of 74,000 on Thursday in line with major peers with investors considering the strength of the US economy and its impact on the Fed's interest rate outlook. Meanwhile, the European Central Bank has raised interest rates by 0.25% in the 10th consecutive increase, but hinted it was done with the tightening cycle to tame inflation. On the domestic front, South Africa's mining activity contracted by 3.6% year on year in July, the most in five months against market expectations of a 0.5% increase. On the corporate front, resource-linked stocks were the top performers, while financials dragged. And a quick trip around Africa, African airlines have narrowed their revenue gap, almost hitting the pre-COVID-19 period due to increased travel. In August 2023, the traffic carried by African airlines reached 98.4% of the 2019 levels, majorly boosted by local market travel. The African Airlines Association data shows that last month's domestic market share was estimated at 34%, intra-Africa at 29%, and intercontinental at 37%. However, the total number of intercontinental routes operated by African airlines for the first time exceeded pre-COVID-19 levels uh, since October 2022. The association added that this is expected to further narrow in the second quarter to 0.2 billion dollars in some major airports in Johannesburg, Nairobi, Addis Ababa, Lusaka, Cairo, Casablanca, Abidjan, Lim, intra-Africa connectivity has reached or exceeded pre-COVID-19 levels since December 2022. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at Withdraw.